0: It's Titans Talk Time, three days until the NFL Draft. And Bobby, I've seen enough mock drafts where they have us picking a guy that is not a need for a guy that I don't think our front office would like. So Bobby and I are going to do a mock draft, Titan style. We're going to do all these from 1 to 31. Obviously, the first 17, the first 18 are with an impetus of who's going to be taken, maybe so we can see. Who's going to be available to us in 19? Bobby, you ready?
1: Yeah, let's do this.
0: Arizona Cardinals. Bobby, I believe the hype. Uh, I think it would be awesome if it were a giant smokescreen and they were trying to get Oakland to trade up to this pick or uh, they were going to just take Boza. I think that would be great theatrics, especially uh, in our town in in three days. But ultimately, the more you see of Murray and the more you think about obviously their coaching staff, I think they're going to pick Murray. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's it's no doubt. I think they kind of uh, you know made their pick, and I think it's just a matter of th- them actually pulling the trigger on that pick. I don't think uh, anything else that they're doing or, or anybody else is talking about is anything. But like you said, kind of smokescreen, but uh, it's all for naught. I think that's who they're going to go for. and uh, I don't think they have much faith in Rosen, so uh, I think they're going to move on from him and, and take Murray.
0: I don't either. I think Josh Rosen has potential as an NFL starter. I really do. I know he had a tough year last year. I know there were some questions about just his personality really coming out. I am going to be so interested to see whether it's in leading up to the draft or during the draft or immediately after. I think it's to be a really great subtext for during the draft is what's his future, where is he going to be. I'd love to see him to be dealt like during the first round of the draft or something awesome like that. It's a It's a really great subplot for me, I think. They have several needs, so for them to add another second or uh, if they get lucky and get a, a late first-round pick for them, just looking at their needs, uh, I think they would jump all over it. Uh, I'm an accountant, so I think of sunk costs. Sometimes I know they traded up to get them last year, but if you feel like you can move an asset, even if you paid a lot for it, to get something in value, you just you just do that, right?
1: Oh, yeah, I think so. And I think uh, draft day, they'll, they'll, they'll get a trade to get Rosen out of there and uh, – you know, they'll they'll just move on from that. Like you said, I think uh, they're going in a different direction. And uh, honestly, today's NFL, the way it is, you know, a lot of people are worried about Murray, but uh, just, you know, his size. But I don't know. I think he's going to be a good fit. I think he'll be a good player for them.
0: I do, too. I'm worried about his size, too. I'm a sort of traditional guy in a lot of ways. I look at what has been proven in the past and, and what we have data for. That being said, the guy had it remarkable year last year I want a guy preferably who's prototypical size and um, has you know 45 starts in college but sometimes uh, he just really looked the part and the way everybody talks beats it to death the game is changing yeah well the game is changing some he does have a higher risk of not becoming uh, a top-end NFL starter that is true based on what we know about him, based on his lack of experience, based on his lack of size. But he does have a high ceiling. I don't think anybody who watches football could say otherwise.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. He's a, uh, you know, a mega athlete. So, I mean, we'll see what he does there. But I think that's uh, that's that's my pick for number one, too. Um And the only way that that's going to go, I think, uh, I don't think anything uh, curveball is going to come out of there, you know, no pun intended with his baseball uh, background, but that's who they're going with, I think, for sure.
0: It's funny to think about when that was important and three months ago when we all thought he was going to be maybe a second or third rounder and we were like, ooh, will he pick, will he take the $5 million? And now it's like, this guy's going to sign, you know, a $25 million deal and he's going to, I mean, baseball is the furthest thing from that guy's mind right now. The furthest. Yep. Yep. Give me an over-under, Bobby, uh, in related to the second pick. How many times over the next decade do you think I will say Nick Bosa when I should say Joey and vice versa? I'm terrible at first names. i got a really good memory, but I'm going to call – I almost just called him Joey Bosa. (laughs) Nick Bosa, too. It seems like a formality. Is that right to you? It seems like 49ers fans probably already have this jersey. We're going to see them on Thursday wearing a a Bosa uh, jersey uh, am i wrong to think that
1: no i mean uh i think barring any uh you know tweets
0: bobby i don't know how you feel but nick bosa i don't know what his ceiling is maybe i'm just being over analytical about a known quantity i think he's going to be a good player uh, i wonder if he has that one great attribute I-, I thought maybe the same thing about joey But he's been a really good pro off the bat. What do do you think of Nick Bosa?
1: Well, I mean, um, I don't like the way that he kind of handled himself towards the end of the year. I don't know how serious that injury was. A kid shies away from competition. I I don't like these kids that don't play in the bowl games either um, to protect themselves. I mean, uh, I just don't get that. But, you know, he's proven to be a, a good player at Ohio State and made big plays for them. And he's got the pedigree, obviously, with his brother. And, you know, he's he's kind of walked the walk. But it, for me, it's always hard to, to see a player not uh, compete, with, you know, with his team. And, you know, granted he was injured. I don't know how serious that injury was, like I said. But uh, honestly, I think he's going to be a game wrecker. Um, and I think the 49ers are the perfect fit for him. I just personally, I'm not a big fan of that, that, that mentality of I'm, I'm not going to play. You know, because I'm nicked up, and I'm just going to sit out the rest of the year. So I, I don't like that. If I'm John Lynch, um, you know, not bothered by that. But you know, N- NFL's a business, and I guess that, you know he knows that. But it's still kind of a, a strange situation. But I, I'm sure that they love the kid. And like you said, there's going to be jerseys uh, Thursday already with Nick Bosa on them, and uh, San Francisco will be happy to get him. You know, the, the background that, that, that he comes from and the style of play that he did, you know, I'm surprised that he's.
0: They will be. And they've invested in the defensive line over the years. But I, I think that just will make this pick and, and make his presence um, even more advantageous. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how high his ceiling actually is. But I, I think it's the obvious pick here. And I think that's what we'll see on Thursday night. Yep. I've got someone. Uh, I got a bit of a of a sleeper here, and some people may hear this and think, this guy's nuts. But <laughs> you know what? Uh, in 2013, the third pick, the Dolphins had other safer picks, and they went for Deion Jordan, which didn't work out for them, the the uh, d- defensive end. But they took a guy who had an absolute high ceiling. He was uh, an Oregon uh, pass rusher. I, if the heart issue – sort of clears out and we don't we didn't learn much about it as fans before montez sweat as crazy as it sounds i could see the jets swinging for the fences here i am not as crazy about Quentin williams as a lot of other folks and we'll talk about him in a few picks but i think Allen from kentucky uh, obviously is probably going to be the pick here yeah what do you think about what do you think about on Thursday night? We're all standing out there and they just absolutely shock us. Montez Sweat, here's the thing, a lot of people think he's a workout warrior and he did have an amazing combine. Montez Sweat had twelve sacks last year for Mississippi State. The guy was a really productive player. The guy is super fast. He ran a low four four. Bobby, I could see somebody, just if his uh, medical stuff checks out, I could see somebody swinging the fences on him. I, I just think the guy's an, an excellent player.
1: Yeah, I, I was looking at your mock. I thought when I saw that, that was kind of the first uh, thing that that stood out to me. It um, was kind of like, oh, well, this is a different pick. But, um, no, I mean, intangibles are there, right? The numbers are there. Uh, you know, testing is off the charts. He's got size that, that everybody at this position covets. For me, it's, it's you know, when you take a guy like this at Mississippi State, you have to kind of look at the body of work. You know, what do the players around this kid do? You know, what does he lead others to do? Um, and at some place like Mississippi State where these other kids on the line are probably three-star recruits, maybe some four-stars mixed in there, you know, how much better does he make these kids? And yeah, you know, they've been solid defensively, um, and and this kid twelve sacks at Mississippi State is a pretty good number when you don't have much help around you. So we've seen the Jets make crazy picks too. So I don't think this is like a super big stretch, but like you said, there's a couple of question marks with his health. But uh, overall, I think uh, I think this would be a good pick for them. I mean, they need somebody to wreck the edge, whether it's him or uh, the kid from Kentucky. I, I think it's going to be one of those two guys.
0: The reason why I like Sweat more is because he's 30 pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. And For me, uh, every year you see a team absolutely stretch for somebody, and they stretch for somebody that has all of the measurables. Yeah, I mean, I, I look this at this guy, kid, has I, I think
1: Julius and, Peppers.
0: And at a premium position. They, You know what? Th- that's his ceiling, and that's quite a ceiling. Yeah. Uh, it really is Mario Williams, Julius Peppers. That's his ceiling. When you think about it, he played against really good competition, If And this is more about predicting what teams are going to do. The Jets sort of feel like they're heading the right direction. Uh, They have a defensive tackle that they like, Leonard Williams. Mm -hmm. And, And I feel like Quentin Williams. You know, I could see what is the most important position in this sport besides quarterback. It's pass rusher. Absolutely every year. The, guy, the teams that make the Super Bowl, almost all, even if they don't have big-name big non-big players, they have a scheme. Like, you see Belichick, these guys you never heard of. Right. But they come from all angles. Well, this guy, if he hits. Yeah. We Just just think about this, Bobby. Yes, like we said, the guy, and I was wrong, he had 11 sacks in 2018. He had 13 sacks uh, in 2017. This guy played the run really well. He's 6'5", 260. So he's not one of these little guys that's like, oh, wait, but he's 235. This guy uh, is a more balanced guy, but he gets after the quarterback. He has arm length 35 and 3-4, so for a defensive end, 34 would be good. This guy, bench press 21, uh, 225 pounds 21 times. He ran the 40-yard dash at the combine at 4.41 seconds. So, yeah, people here, people brag about all these. St- this is on top of 24 sacks in two years in the SEC. Not playing for Alabama. Like, Mississippi State had a good front seven, but he wasn't playing – Around nothing but future NFL players. I just think this, if we're going to see a guy shock us in the top five, I, I think it's this guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't think it's a, a stretch pick at all. I mean, he's got the size that, that's coveted at this position. And like you said, I mean, look at what uh, Khalil Mack did when he went to the Bears this year. I mean, you know, oh, people are trying to find feature. lightning in a bottle. Um, at that position and, and once they get it you know that that's going to be something that you can hold on to for a couple of years and just dominate on that d-line so uh, and he's going to make the players around him better so you know the, they'll know what they're doing with this pick and and i, I like where your head's at on that so
0: We'll see, and that medical issue is going to say a lot, and we're not privy, obviously, to that. Sure. Josh, Allen Josh Allen is my next pick. I I think the Raiders would would gladly pick him, I and mean, he's going to be a really good player. I just think uh, Sweat has a higher ceiling. This guy, this guy was massively productive, but sometimes I think that's his seventeen sacks stand out but he had 24 sacks in his last 2 years too our guy's uh, 23 sweat but there's no mystery that Josh Allen doesn't play the run as well as as Montez Sweat yep. he plays it well this guy's a good player he's 6 foot 4 he's got a good frame uh, he nothing like um, uh, our guy but he's strong and uh, but he played three three year starter at Kentucky if you watch Kentucky they had several future nfl players maybe not a lot of big stars or anything allen's the guy stands out they had a really good safety uh they had good linebackers this is a team that over time evolved in and was grown into they were the ones actually building brick by brick up there in lexington and this last year you saw it and they had an sec caliber defense and it was fun to watch and this guy was uh the head of that pack and you talked earlier about leadership and being around two and three stars and making everyone better i don't know what this guy's ceiling is but i think he's going to be a good nfl player
1: yeah i mean uh this is a guy that could have went pro uh, a year ago but decided to come back to school for a senior year and play it out so definitely leadership attributes are there he, he is a, a workout dude you know he's going to go in there and, and gain some weight like you said the size is kind of been a, a sticking point with him you know bigger uh, offensive linemen you know tend to get in his way a little bit and slow him down but uh he's got speed and athleticism and obviously he's he's getting to the quarterback so uh he's finding ways to win um and i think you know if if he does go to the raiders like you're mocking here uh it's basically them trying to find another khalil Mack, and and you know uh a sign of regret from that trade they made with the Bears. But, you know, they they knew that they missed a player like that, and they're going to try to find that uh, in this draft.
0: In this draft, the strength is everyone talks about all this defensive line ball. Sometimes the strengths, quote-unquote, are a little blown over. There are so many good uh, three, four defensive ends in this draft. There are tons. There's a dozen guys that I think would normally be – uh, first-round picks or in that conversation, uh, they're in this class. I'm really excited to see how they do. And they, like you said, uh, mentioning the trade last last summer, I think with these picks, these three picks they have in the first round, I think they, considering that's the strength of the draft, surely they're going to address that and try to at least uh, kind of recoup. And they're not going to find uh, another player like they traded, but they, they need to at least – you know, find a guy right. at that position.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely think they're going uh, D line to kind of kind of reload a, a, a D line. That acquisition helps them on offense, which it definitely should. I think that kind of frees them up to have to load up on defensive picks with these uh, first round picks that they have. So. You know whether or not Antonio Brown. Uh...
0: Yeah, I try to be open-minded, and I know uh, those guys are going to like try to fancy themselves as taking best player available. But I had them picking defense because their defense—they were a flag football team last year. Oh yeah, their defense atrocious. Was really bad, and even even the year before. So I I just think whoever doesn't get picked, they're just going to take as far as these kind of top-tier defensive players, and I think they'll do well to take those guys. Tampa Bay is really interesting because they've gone all in on Jameis Winston. They've hired, you know, one of the few guys that I think could have a shot to sort of at least bring him to like NFL average starter status. And I think that was the reason for the hire. Everybody there knows their job depends on Jameis Winston taking a step forward, which would be dangerous job security. But I do think that's kind of where they're at now I don't think they'll take a quarterback some people think they will I think they're going to try to find a player that can come in immediately and help them right now they want to make a payoff push and keep their jobs and I think they'll take the best player I think they'll take Quentin Williams I worry about his ceiling a lot but here's the thing for me Bobby every year the defensive tackle for Alabama plays really well and usually he hasn't played before because they have they had an excellent player before him. Guys have to wait their turn. Quentin Williams had to do that. 2017 he had 155 snaps. He had six hundred and forty-eight last year. He had ten sacks. Hit the quarterback sixteen times. Had thirty hurries, fifty-two solo tackles. I- incredible. Right? I mean the guy played really well. Then he went to the combine ran a four point eight three yeah. at 303. All that being said, I didn't see on tape one really great trait and name me a defensive tackle from Alabama in the last eight years, where there's a lot of, that were hyped. Some even were drafted lower than, you know, the quote-unquote experts had them going. I don't think this guy has perfect measurables. I think he's a tad small. Uh, he's just been hyped. A kid has a good personality. He's likable. I, I don't see it. I could see this guy dropping further than that, uh, further than five even, But and it happens every year. But the guy is at a position of need. The guy played the run really well, played the pass really well, but I don't know if you watched uh, any Alabama or in your video study of this guy. Does this guy jump out to you? Yeah,
1: I mean, so for me, Alabama players, uh, it's kind of like the opposite of what we talked about with Sweat, right? I mean, he's got – three stars around him, you know, two-star, high three-star kids, four-star kids. Um, at Alabama, you got five-star kids everywhere, all around, up and down the depth chart, uh, three deep in some places. Um, so it's really easy to, to say that this kid's a five-star talent. But, I mean, you, depending on what the kids do around him, it, it kind of makes him pumped up a little bit more. You know, Alabama turns out these guys left and right. But like you said, I mean, who's, who's dominating from Alabama at that position right now? I don't know man i i think tampa bay is going to go offense i think they're just uh that's just you know they're going to try to help Jameis out in in other ways i don't know if they'll go with the defense at this pick you know in the games that i did watch alabama i did see this kid take on a lot of double teams um and collapse the pocket but i'm like you i mean i think he's a little bit small to be on the inside of an nfl line but uh you know we'll kind of see what happens with that but
0: do you think they might reach for a tackle? They might reach for Jonah Williams, or do you uh, maybe get a playmaker? I think any of those guys would be a reach at this point, but I, I could see it too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I could see them going for an offensive lineman um, to, to put you know uh, out there and protect uh, Winston and, and and open things up and kind of you know to to me, offensive linemen are more plug and play uh, if that's what they're looking to do. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I like uh, this dude out of Florida. Uh, Taylor, and, and I think I could see them going with that pick. We'll see. I don't know. I, I, I'm i like you. I mean, I don't love Alabama players in the NFL, but uh, I don't know if this guy's a top top five, top four pick.
0: Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people just assume, and I, I think it's easy for the guys that work, the big national uh, media outlets to say, oh, well, who is the best-looking player on Alabama this year? And look, Alabama has put a lot of good guys in 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 the NFL. But I'll say most of the defensive tackles, all those guys he graduated in the last eight years, some of those early guys, yeah. In the last eight years or so, these guys have been really hyped, and they've been good, not great. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, Indiana during the 30-year Bobby Knight years. Only Isaiah Thomas. He's the only, He's the only one that became an all-star, and a lot of guys went high in the draft. But after a time, I think they were devalued, guys who played basketball for Indiana. And it's a similar thing to Nick Saban. They were probably as good as they were ever going to be. Their upside wasn't super high. You sort of had to grade them coming out. Bobby Knight got so much out of them. This is when guys stayed you know, two, three, or four years in college. And I think there's a bit of that with Nick Saban, defensive lineman, for some reason, is, yeah, they're going to be good. I don't know of any flops. But where other guys have this potential, where other guys usually have been double teamed because they've been the best player on that team, um we we've just seen these guys about as good as they're going to be i know that's not fair down the line but their better pros have been second round guys when you think about it their better pros have been guys that were more or less overlooked Uh, Like Tim Williams, I knew two years ago was going to be the best player because he was the best player on that team, but he had some off-the-field issues. And uh, it's just so easy for a guy that's 300 pounds to dominate an interior offensive lineman in college that's going to be selling insurance in two years most likely uh, because you can't double-team anybody on Alabama's defense. So uh, I know that's sort of in the weeds there, but I really think that's a big part of this. And I think Quentin Williams is going to be good. I don't think he's going to be great. I want a great guy at five. I want a great guy. A lot of people assume he's going to go two or three. I don't think that's going to happen Thursday. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's six. It's six. I really think this. I think the Giants like Drew Locke. I don't think it's Haskins. I think they probably like Haskins. They probably love Locke. you got to think about it. The old Bill Parcells thing, what did he say? I want a guy that's got 40 starts. This guy, when you think about it, he played in Missouri. And so a lot of times these guys that play in, I don't want to call it second tier, but really just kind of that they're a good team, University of Missouri. But I see them kind of a second-tier team. And when they, you play for a second-tier team, you play all the 1st year SEC teams. And I just think you, you get beat up. This guy, uh, 6'3", 228, uh, graded out really well against the blitz, against pressure. And I think that's what they're looking at. Yeah, the hand size, nine inches, whatever, and that's not great. This guy ran the 40, 4.69. This guy's a good athlete. He has twelve thousand passing yards in college. He's got that. He's got those starts. He's got. He would have to have around fifty starts. Uh, he started three and a half years at Missouri. Ninety nine touchdowns, thirty nine interceptions. Yeah, after two thousand seventeen is junior year. He had forty four touchdowns and thirteen interceptions. Twenty eight TDs and eight interceptions last year. Uh, Bobby, I think this guy is really well vetted. Uh, I think he's a good. He reminds me a little bit of Dak Prescott where I don't know that he's going to look super flashy, uh, but he is a good athlete, and I think he's just got a lot of experience, and he's got a pretty, pretty high football IQ, but that goes with some pretty good intangibles and a pretty good frame. I, I think they're going to shock us and pick this guy at six.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they're looking for a quarterback, uh, it, so this is kind of the opposite of what we just talked about with Alabama, right? I mean – When's the last time an Ohio State quarterback and and I'll probably catch some grief from from this saying this, but when's the last time an Ohio State quarterback drafted in the top ten actually proved to be worth anything in the league? You know, uh, I think they're they're athletes playing quarterback, um, and and they just don't figure it out. It doesn't it doesn't translate to the league um, for whatever reason. I don't know. You know, I mean they're great athletes. That's that's not a knock on that, but. You know, if I'm handing the keys to my offense over, I'm not going to go with an Ohio State quarterback. Um, they just don't have the track record for me. Um, so, if you're going between those two guys, I think uh, Drew's your guy. And yeah, he, he's another. You know, the difference between Haskins and, and Locke is same size. I mean, same type of athlete. Both of them can can do a lot of the same things, but I'm not a Haskins guy. So,
0: I think Haskins has a chance to be pretty good. You make really good points. He also has. 14 college starts, and, yeah, th- these rules are made to be broken. Same thing for Kyler Murray, only has that. I think the guy has potential, but Locke is more vetted. It's just facts. And uh, if you look at guys that have had success in this league, they fit the mold from a college and a background perspective as far as uh, number of starts of, of Drew Locke. Is he a sure thing? No. I'm trying to think the front office for the Giants are thinking – and uh, they could defer this another year, but there's no chance they'll be picking this high again. I think they've probably identified one of these guys, and I think it's locked.
1: Oh, I think they'll pick this high again. I think they'll be in the top ten next year picking. Uh, I think that – Right, but you
0: can't guarantee no, You can't. You can't ever guarantee. They, even if they're bad, they might be picking 11th yeah. and then somebody of that like. So I think last year – they got away with that, I don't know, about two years in a row, but we'll see. It's going to be really yeah, that, interesting. That
1: offense is going to take a huge step back. I mean, they're going to put a lot on, no uh, on the shoulders of that running game, so we'll see. But,
0: they did. They did last year, um, too, and they got to do something. So, hopefully they like one of these guys and and they can make a move forward. Yep. Let's take an aside here. In the last several years, let's say in 2015 when the Titans, tra- they had the first overall pick and they traded the to the Rams. That was the same year that – Um, the Browns traded the number two pick to the Eagles and on and so forth. Even last year, you've seen a lot of movement before the draft. It used to be a lot of these deals were made while someone was on the clock. But the Jets last year, three weeks before the draft, knowing that they would take any of the three top quarterbacks, they they traded with the Indianapolis Colts up to three. We have seen that more in the last five or six years. We have not seen that this year. I think, Bobby – That could be an indictment on this quarterback class. Nobody's trading up for these guys because I would have to think two, three, at least picks two and three are for sale unless they just absolutely love Bosa. Uh, What do you think? Do you think it's an an indictment on this quarterback? Yeah, I
1: mean, you know, historically it's always been trade up to get the quarterback that you like. Um, You know, I I think, one, I don't think there's enough uh, great quarterbacks, you know, that, that we can say, hey, this guy's a short bet. Um, I'm willing to give up, you know, this year's first and maybe some picks next year to get up there and, and snag him. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, GMs are kind of uh, a little bit weary of that just because of who's out there, the difference between the two players. So, and, and I don't think there's much separating these guys. Uh, that's that's a really good point.
0: Ed Seven, we were talking earlier about sometimes teams and front offices. I feel like their job is on the line. They might do desperate stuff or they might reach. Honestly, I, I think the Jaguars are in that position. I know Tom Coughlin hasn't been there long, but it's been bumpy. Obviously, anybody could have seen that giving an extension to Bortles it was a poor idea, and it really was. I was glad to see it because I knew it wasn't going to go well, as well as they played two, two seasons ago as a team. They were hiding him. And I think Doug Marone is a good coach, and I think Tom Coughlin, you know, has had his, you know, maybe not Jackson has had his moments, but that was very dumb, I just have to say. For me, I think they're desperate. I think they're going to try to find a player that doesn't necessarily have the biggest upside but that can help them at a need immediately because they want to keep their jobs. And so I think we'll see, All oh, this guy's a good player. We'll see Jonah Williams here, or we'll see a player like that. I think he's a good player. Uh, I think he's nasty. He rips holes. Uh, he's impressive. Is he really a normal top seven pick? No, I think his value, if I had to give it after watching, literally watching and researching every single one of these guys, um, I'd put him at more like pick 15. I like him. I'd love to see him as a Titan in 19. Unless something crazy happens, that's not going to, to come about. But I think Jacksonville is going to reach for an interior offensive lineman here. They were so bad on the right interior last year and yeah there are other places they can go but they have a pretty good team aside from that Bowles, a lot of people are are dismissing that i think he's going to be a pretty good player for them i think he'll be at least an average nfl quarterback which is going to be something different for them but bobby do you you think they reach here where where do you think they go
1: Jacksonville's just uh kind of an enigma team right i mean they started out hot last year um had had their defense basically carrying them all the way and uh, their quarterback position was so unsettled, um, and Bortles. You, you say uh, Foles is a average NFL quarterback, then then Bortles is probably four or five steps below him. So right. uh, they're automatically upgrading that position. They go offensive line here. I don't. Uh, I don't see any reason why that 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 would be a shocker, um, and especially a guy uh, on the interior of that line. I mean, look what uh, the Colts did. You know, when, when they took a, a old boy from Notre Dame. That just just totally –
0: They took Quentin Nelson because that's the guy they needed. Yeah, I mean – And they didn't apologize for it. And, yeah, Quentin Nelson was the more highly regarded prospect here. But that's what they needed. And I think they would have probably taken uh, this guy here. And I I think we're going to see that. That's a good comparison because they really are so – were so bad in the interior offensive linemen that Quentin Nelson was going. I mean, and I I think we're going to see that this year. Yeah. The next pick is a guy, and we see this a lot. Uh, You'll have a player that coming into the uh, college football season, hey, this guy's going to be a top five. We all see it. We saw his first two years in college, and we we know. And then these guys get holes picked in them. and I I think we don't have the same context as we do other guys that sort of have a a good year and sort of uh, we we only pay attention to them for a certain amount of time. But Greedy Williams has gotten – uh, and I think it's guys it's kind of lazy scouting oh this guy doesn't tackle the guy the guy is his own cover guy. he he's on an island he he really doesn't tackle a lot and for LSU they have excellent tacklers, excellent front seven. I'm not saying this guy is gonna be a terrific tackler but this guy can really shadow people And I don't know the last time a guy with this pedigree that had played this well at the highest level of college football and ran a four three seven. And it's six one one eighty five that isn't going to be a top ten pick. So maybe there's something I don't know, and sometimes there is. We don't we're not privy to everything. But Bobby, don't you think this? Uh, I, I mean, I see this guy in mocks in the late first. Greedy Williams has too much talent for that. The, the the Detroit Lions, I think he would be perfect in that, facing that level of quarterback that he has to face in uh, the NFC North. And being uh, playing eight games in that dome, uh, I just think he's a natural. Friend. Yeah,
1: I mean, I've seen him as as low as uh, twenty three through twenty nine in in certain mocks. So uh, I, I just don't get it. I'm like you. I mean, cornerback is an uh, in, in A position as far as uh, athleticism size go um and speed go i mean you you want a good cornerback to run with these uh receivers that just seem to be getting bigger and bigger um i mean when's the last time a cornerback was a great tackler consistently so i
0: there are good it, ones and when they yeah. run in a press but they're not guys like this they're guys that tackle because right. they're maybe a step slow right. there are a lot of guys there are a half a dozen eight Really, really elite guys at covering, and they don't do a lot of tackling in the yeah. red right scheme. Uh, Detroit scheme would be one of those, and I, I just really, yeah. I mean, it's a problem. It does, it does knock him down a bit, but the guy still has elite traits, yeah. elite production. Yeah,
1: right. I, I agree. I mean, Deion Sanders wouldn't tackle, uh, you know, a a, a a lady in a church parking lot. But he's one of the greatest uh, cover guys of all time. So, I mean, I, I think that's a terrible a, a terrible knock to put on a kid that's a supreme athlete at a position that requires you to be. So, um, I, I think he's a top ten pick. I agree with you.
0: I think front offices are going to see past that. Another thing we see every year and for you guys that are watching these, uh, reading these mock drafts and it's like, oh, they're going to do this. A lot of it is they will force skill position players up the draft because they have counting stats. But I, what we've seen the last five years, there are exceptions. The last decade, especially five years, I, as, as analytics becomes a bigger part of the NFL, what type of player is most rare? It's the big guys. It's guys that are freakishly athletic yeah. at a very large size. And so guys that have elite traits like Greedy Williams, you see them going in because there's not a lot of guys that have hips that are that fluid that can really be that big of an athlete with their back turned and have that kind of speed. So so you see that. Mainly it's guys that are 300 pounds that have feet like a basketball player. Yep. And you see those guys every year. For instance, last year, McGlinchey went ninth to the 49ers, and I knew he was going to go top ten, but he was mocked at 20 a lot. But a guy with that skill set and that ability, you just knew the lack of good offensive tackles, offensive guards coming out of the college game because of the spread. These guys are really – because of the zone blocking schemes in college, even at the highest level, they're pushing and shoving. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're not really blocking. They're just kind of – I think it's going to be the same this year. It was going to wow some people because you have – no offense to them, but like Kyper McShay – oh, they're going to take this running back or this whatever. I don't think the skill position, top-end talent in this draft is great. I think we've got some some intriguing guys on the offensive line and tons of need. If you look through all of these, uh, the guys coming back, and you look at the depth charts for these teams in the top 15, a lot of them have gaping holes on the interior offensive line and several at tackle. I think we're going to see some reaches here on the offensive line, and we're going to see teams gobble up these defensive linemen and, and pass rushers. And so, honestly, I just don't expect to see a lot of skill position players in the top 20 picks. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's just like you said with McGlinchey. He had a freakish size. He's a crazy athlete. And then the other thing you need to look at is coaching. I mean, he had an NFL O-line coach uh, there who's now with the Chicago Bears, um, was at Tennessee before he went to Notre Dame. I mean, you know, w- what he teaches those players there translates into the NFL game. And with LSU, uh, their defensive backs, you know, what they learn there translates to the NFL game. So I don't think it's a, a, a crazy stretch pick.
0: You see a lot of offensive linemen coming from certain programs now. You see them come from Iowa, Notre Dame, Wisconsin. It's always been the case. But they're still running more or less a, a version of a pro-form offense. They're still teaching these guys technique. And uh, that's a big part of it. And a lot of those guys that have those measurables go there. But when when you're watching Thursday, you need to think, yeah, "Yeah, this guy might be – so, for instance, Josh Jacobs is a really good player, and he's a running back for Alabama. The guy you would get in the fifth or sixth round is not materially worse. I mean, he's worse than Josh Jacobs, but not materially because there are literally 30 good running backs – that are coming out. Yeah. There are probably 30. Now, there's 10 of them that are going to, you know, see some time in the NFL. It's not like that at defensive tackle. It's not like that at offensive tackle because there's only – there's a lot of guys that are five ten, 215 pounds, athletic and kind of built to be running backs. Yes, there's not – They're not growing on trees, but there's 10 or 12 of them in this draft that, you know, could be an NFL starter. You see that. You just absolutely, I mean, the the facts bear that out. But you do not see that with 330 pounds, six foot, six guys with the right arm length or whatever. That's just the way it is. These guys are just more rare. Of a commodity. I don't like calling people commodities, but that's the way I think NFL fan needs to think because they get so excited about all oh, this guy or that guy. But that's why you see Mike McGlinchey goes you know ninth where there were sexier players so yeah. to speak, but not for us because I, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah,
1: for a minute there, I thought you were describing me five foot ten, two fifteen, and then you said supremely athletic. Um, <laughs> um, no I mean that that's what we talk about right it's the freak athletes and you know it's always been that way uh, in the NFL I mean these guys are, are are athletes but there seems to be more freak athletes uh, in today's NFL and it's you know it's part of the culture of, of college football that's changed over the years you don't have uh, just one Reggie White in a generation. Now you've got, you know, 10 to 15 of them coming out almost every year. So that that's where they have to look for those guys. Um, and, you know, so, sometimes scouts overanalyze things by saying this guy doesn't like to tackle. I mean, come on, give me a break.
0: No doubt. I preface what we said earlier with my ninth pick, and if it raises some eyebrows. To me, it is a bit of a stretch. And we could see this guy go ninth, and we could see him go 29th. But – Based on recent history, I think we might see this. The Buffalo Bills are so poor on the interior offensive line. They have – those guys, even going into the third season, coach, general manager, they're they're playing for their jobs. They absolutely are. And I think we're going to see them instead of, hey, let's look for somebody that's going to be good down there. They need help right now. I think they're going to pick an offensive lineman. It's just that bad. And I think Dalton Reisner, for me, He's not the guy that you see on mock draft boards. Dalton Reisner graded out extremely well. Uh, he's got the size to at least play guard. I think he'll. I think he'll be play right tackle for them. And I really think they're going to reach. You see right here around nine. You see it every year. They uh, they they're playing for their jobs. I like Dalton Reisner's Kansas State. He played all along the offensive line, uh, but of course, uh, uh, in the last two years, he played at tackle. What do you think of Dalton Rosary and what do you think of my theory that they're going to go offensive line here because they have to?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely, uh, have to go offensive line. Um, like you said, that, that thing's just been in shambles for them. I've got actually a really good friend. That's a Buffalo fan. Um, and that's the number one thing that he talks about as far as draft need for them is O-line. um, you know, I'll be honest with you, I don't know much about this kid. Uh, I don't follow K-State that much. Uh, I've seen him in mocks anywhere from uh, 24 to 29, uh, and I think I just looked up right now as, as he said his name. I saw him at 22. So,
0: And he's moved up. I yeah. mean, you look at him a month ago, he would have been in the third round. This guy has over 3,000 snaps at Kansas State. He's a four-year starter, gave up one sack. Okay, he's got good measurables for a guard. Uh, you see these guys uh, be a good right tackle, You're really good against the run, really good pass, yeah. out, really good balance player. Here's the thing. This guy has Buffalo written all over him. He really does. He would be plug and play there. He's the kind of player that would want to go to Buffalo, and he's exactly what they need. There are other supposedly more high upside uh, tackles or guards in this class, but he's a guy that fits them Best. Yeah, I
1: mean, and, and it sounds like he's got position flexibility, right? So, I mean, they'll, they'll start him out at guard and, and kick him out to tackle, um, you know, if he, he proves worthy of that. So, not a stretch pick. I, I just don't know a lot about him, but I do know Buffalo needs uh, O-line help.
0: What they're praying for, Bobby, is the Redskins trade up from 15 and give them their first next year and they trade down six picks, and they still get Reisner or whatever uh, offensive lineman they like. Yeah. But here's the thing, about, like we talked about, this draft I don't think has that quarterback Mm-mm. that they're going to draft up. This isn't 17. Buffalo was the team that traded back with Kansas City for Mahomes. Speaking of, you know, of course, everybody that made that decision is no longer with them. And it's not necessarily for that but because they were fired days later. But – Bobby, they would really want that again this year, don't you think? In a perfect world, this is a maybe a little rich for Reisner but he's the player or the type of player they need. But I just don't think the Redskins or Dolphins are, are making that move for Haskins. We're going to find out on Thursday, but I don't think it's going to happen in this year's quarterback class.
1: Well, I think if anyone makes a move for Haskins, it'll be Washington, just because they have historically made moves uh, to try to better that position that, that have turned out to be, um, for, for lack of a better term. I don't see anybody making a trade for a quarterback this year, but if anybody does, my money's on Washington.
0: Yeah that's, why yeah, that's why I bring them up, and they're and Buffalo's praying for that, but I don't know. Ever since the whole uh, RG3 thing, you've seen them be pretty patient uh, drafting, so it's going to be, of course, a really uh, interesting thing to see develop. But I do think we need to keep that in mind that that is going to be an interesting thing to look. Is like I don't anything we don't see trade wise is going to be an indictment, I think, on this quarterback class because yeah, New Orleans traded up for a uh, pass rusher last year, but generally. In the top half of the first round, when you see a trade, Bobby, you think quarterback. Yeah. And I just don't know if these guys are going to move the needle this year Haskins and and, uh, and these other folks. But we'll see. I got Reisner there. I got Haskins 10 to Denver. And, you know, I, I personally think, and everything that you read and you see as far as where John Elway went and who we looked at, I think he probably likes uh, Drew Locke. And yeah, they've swung and missed a lot. I think they're going to keep swinging. I really do. I could be wrong here, but if he goes to 10, they don't have to trade up. I think John Elway, everybody talks about his job. I think his job is fine. They still have some talent, still do pretty well. They need a quarterback, and I think they're going to – I think they'll make another swing. What do you think? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, Elway is, is, is a quarterback himself, and everybody knows that. Um, I think that's a position that he has probably been, you know, since Manning has left, albatross since, okay. since Manning left. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think they'll go quarterback here. Feels like it should be something he could figure out, right? Because that's his wheelhouse, um, and I think that's kind of been his. Uh...
0: But Bobby, some of these guys get hyped. They have, they look really good in the uniform. They played for LSU or they played for Alabama, played for Ohio State, yada yada. Yeah, I like this guy, but I think most teams and generally they do this. Generally, you see this guy in mock top tens, but then in reality, you see him taking in the teens. I think we could even see him go late here. The guy, if you hear him uh, in an interview, is a terrific young man. Uh, They could use a leader. They could use a a guy to help move culture forward. So I think Cincy would take a long look at this guy. Uh, But it's just my thing. So if you're surprised that I have him at 11, it's because generally you see teams devalue inside linebackers. Yeah, in the 20s, they'll take them because they, th- these are win-now teams. They're usually playoff teams. Yeah. And, yeah, we, we need a linebacker like we did last year with with Rashad Evans. Uh, do you see Devin White going before this pick or after this pick? Here's my thing, and I, and I beat this to death. I, there are a lot of good linebackers, you know, in, in any draft class. There's a really good one this year, Devin White, and a lot of people expect to see him before now. My thing is, just like the running backs, yes, Devin White is probably going to be a really good – NFL linebacker. But inside linebackers, Bobby, the first one coming off the board and the 12th one coming off the board, yeah, there are Ray Lewis's in the world. But generally, how much different is it? There is a difference, but it's not as big as the first defensive tackle and the 12th defensive tackle taken in a draft. Yeah, Devin White's good. He's not very big. He's six foot tall, 237. He's basically a big safety. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good pro. Ran 4.42. The guy was really good at LSU.
1: Man, I, I think he's going to go after this pick. Uh, I think the size is kind of what what you know you alluded to. I just I don't see that size there to, to make him a top ten pick. I don't think there's much of a difference between him and Devin Bush from Michigan. Um, Devin Bush, another guy that's that's a smaller guy, but tested off the charts and played at Michigan where he was a good player, but. I don't know, man. I just don't like this small size and inside linebackers. Yeah.
0: People are going to compare them to other guys that have done well recently, been drafted I recently, but they weren't 237 pounds. This guy is a good athlete, but um, I don't know. I don't know if I see it. I think he's going to be a good player. If it were me, I'd value him more 18 yeah. and after. But that's just me. I know that sounds crazy to some people, but that's just – and I think the NFL more agrees with me than they don't as far as a the guy – these uh, NFL decision makers. Um, Bobby at at 12, this is a good place for Green Bay to be. They have two picks in this draft because of the Marcus Davenport trade last year. They have a New Orleans pick later on. This is their own pick. Um, I think they're going to go Christian Wilkins here if he's there. This is a guy also that could sneak up and be taken much higher than this. You don't hear much about this guy because there were four excellent defensive linemen last year for Clemson. Christian Wilkins is 6'3", 315. Uh, he was excellent against he was excellent as a pass rusher from the three technique. He was also excellent against the run. This guy's strong. You know, you see a lot of guys, you know, play here or they had one year, especially when you play for Clemson. You're lucky to play for two years. This guy got significant time all four years he was at Clemson. And what does that tell you about it? He played immediately and he kept playing at a high level. He's twenty sacks from defensive tackle in his career. I just think this guy's really good and I Frankly, Bobby, I think this is as low as this kid is going to go. What do you yeah, think?
1: He, I, I think he's my favorite of the Clemson uh, D linemen. Um, and I also think, uh, you know, like you said, the four years, uh, he, he could have went pro last year, wanted to come back. Uh, says a lot about the kid and actually heard him in a couple of interviews and thought he, you know, w- was really mature. and um, He's going to be a good leader and he's the kind of guy that Green Bay usually drafts. Uh, you know, I think he'll do good there, just right. like you said um, about the kid going to Buffalo. I think this is the kind of player that goes to Green Bay and has success uh, and is ready to do that. Um, So he's definitely my favorite of the Clemson linemen. I think he'll be the first one um, uh, off the board.
0: I've got a guy I like a little more. We'll talk about him later. But I do really like Christian Wilkins. My thing about Wilkins is compared to Ed Oliver, he's bigger than Ed Oliver. Yeah, He he just is. And Ed Oliver may be the better athlete, but this guy is terrific. And like you uh, alluded to, if you hear this guy in an interview – uh, some of these guys get coached and they're well, and I think the kids coming out now. I think there's a lot of character, and there's a lot more personality. These guys are just socially because of social media. They just they get vetted out more, and I think they they learn more skills at an earlier age. I think that's a good thing about social media, yeah. uh, in most respects. But well, and, and also, you don't have
1: the baggage that Oliver has, so.
0: Yeah, there. Is, yeah, and there's two ways to look at that, but I would agree one way or the other. Christian Williams was was pretty quiet there, and and he just uh, seems like a really high character kid. Like you said, Green Bay, I think would chomp him up if he's there. Um, he fits a need. Uh, the guy is just looks like plug and play, and he's uh, he's out of central casting as far as a good three technique defensive tackle. Uh, so I think they're going to be all over him. He fits what they what they do really well. I think Ed Oliver will go next uh, in this scenario. Uh, I think the Dolphins have done a pretty good job of drafting. Uh, they haven't had a quarterback since Dan Marino. And, yeah, they've been up and down. But they've let a guy fall. They've picked in this area in the early teens, and they've usually hit that pick because they let somebody fall to them. And Ed Oliver is going to be a good pro, Six six one two eighty seven. He's – the best way to describe him would be mercurial. his an interesting personality. I think he's got a bright future in the NFL, though the guy. Um, I mean, he graded out well and everything, but it's another thing, kind of like the greedy Williams. Although more of his is, is deserved, and that weird thing with him and uh, Major Applewhite last year. But I, I just think at this point, Bobby, he's still extremely talented and at, at a premium. Uh, need for almost every team. I, I see him going here.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, if, if Haskins is off the board um, and they're 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 not going quarterback or falling in love with anybody, I think that uh, they're, they're going to go D line for sure.
0: Yeah, I see a lot of Titans fans um, talk about and hear them talk about. Maybe we'll get Christian Williams, uh, uh, Christian Wilkins. Maybe we'll get uh, Ed Oliver. I just don't think these guys are going to be there at 19, mm-hmm. uh, especially Wilkins. It's just like you've got to, you've got to understand there's so few men this size that are this athletic and have this kind of production. When he was on the field, he was very productive. It, it does happen from time to time, but I don't. It, the baggage he has does does not make a guy with this kind of talent go outside of 15. Yeah, just my thoughts. Now that's history. We'll see on Thursday. Speaking of Clemson and there, I would literally. If I'm a Titans fan, if you're a Titans fan, obviously you're the guys that listen to make this show. Um, be happy if we get any of these uh, Clemson guys. I know that sounds uh, <laughs> weird to say, but they the run that they had there and they stayed, some of them stayed – for that, you know, for their third or fourth year, if they were retro to third year. And they were just dominant and they made Alabama look uh, very pedestrian. And that's obviously incredibly difficult to do. Uh, these guys are all going to be good pros. I think uh, injury issues or things we can't control, notwithstanding. The next guy on my board, I think the Falcons, who Dimitroff, their general manager, does a good job of taking the best player. And I think that in this scenario, it's going to be Farrell here. What do you think of Farrell?
1: don't think he's the strongest of of those guys obviously he's at a different spot on that line but i think he's definitely got the potential to be a high motor guy um and a a game wrecker on that edge um uh if i rank those guys it's it's in that order one two three um lawrence being the third guy so yeah
0: um
1: Ferrell's Farrell's an outstanding player, and uh, you know we, we saw him uh, in the playoff kind of take over and, and really establish himself this year.
0: Absolutely. This guy's 6'4", 264. And like you said, this guy wasn't great against a run like these other guys. He's smaller. He's more of your traditional kind of pass rusher type, like our Harold Landry last year, if you can think of. He kind of profiles more of that size, uh, if, you, if you want to think of it that way. Uh, this guy's still really strong. Uh, This guy, 27 sacks in college. He had 13 in 2018, 8 in 2017, and he, as good as Clemson was, especially in the front seven, this guy was a three-year starter. So, for me, at that size, with that production, uh, this guy doesn't have any issues. This guy's arm length, hands, all that goofy stuff they do. (laughs) Bench press 25 times. This is a guy that you just take. If you're at 14, and he's there, in most years, this guy's going to go 9, 10, 11. Uh, at least, and if you get them there, I think Atlanta's one of those teams. I don't think they overthink it. They have needs on on the offensive line, too, but, Bobby, I think if he's here, and one of these guys has to be here, I I just think they take him. Yeah,
1: I I think any of those three guys are there. uh, That's who they'll snag.
0: I think the Redskins are a team that uh, you've seen make investments in the offensive line. Uh, We see them as a splashy team in our minds, but when they have a good lineman there, offensive or defensive lineman there, they take them generally, and I think we'll see that at 15 there. That's why their floor – that's why, like, at Oliver's floor is 14 because I think Atlanta would take any of these guys. And, yeah, they have invested in some defensive linemen um, later in the first round over the years, but I don't think that would keep them from jumping at one of these guys uh, that's from their own backyard. Uh, They're good on one side of the um, interior offensive line, but the other side is their weakness. I think Cody Ford here or – there's four or five uh, interior offensive linemen. It's going to be more of who they like. That. So, you know, Cody Ford might go ninth. The Buffalo, they might like him more. It might be rising here. So, see those guys as kind of interchangeable in a way. Uh, that's the way I see it. Um, but I see Cody Ford or someone like that here at 15.
1: Yeah, I like Cody Ford. Uh, I mean, you know, I've watched a couple Oklahoma games this year, and, and he's the kind of, uh, you know, offensive lineman that I like to look at. Um, not saying that in any kind of a weird uh, way or, you know, I, I'm definitely a, a married dude, but, um, <laughs> you know, he's a big dude. He gets greasy, sweaty, uh, you know, always always oh, yeah. dirt on his pads and always looks me. You know, those that's the kind of dude that you want probably my favorite offensive lineman out of these first uh, batch that we've talked about.
0: He's that guy that you can put on the uh, interior offensive line and he's he's big and nasty. Some of these guys it's like, wow, they they're not stronger than that, blah blah. Oklahoma produces, he's one of those schools we talked about, a pretty good offensive lineman. And yeah, they play a weird thing, but these guys come to Oklahoma, usually they're from Texas or somewhere in the Midwest. And they know what they want to do. They want to play pro. They want to, you know, they want to be on t- on national TV every Saturday. It's one of those programs in those schools. This guy, from an interior perspective, I know he played tackle. Uh, we said he's a really good pass blocker, but yeah. he's 6'3", 329, So he's going to be a road grader when he needs yeah. to be. I think Washington. They, they make picks like this, um, and so I could see it. He, yeah, Like you said, a guy who like you that's played before, a Midwestern guy, you're going to like a guy like Cody Ford. He's an ugly guy. I mean, you look at him, but he's what you want your offensive lineman to be. Uh, they fancy those guys. I, I think they'll jump all over him uh, if he's there at 15. Yep. Hey, guys, that's our first part of the mock draft. Hope you guys enjoyed it. That's picks one through 15. We'll be back tomorrow with picks 16 through 30, and most importantly, the Titans pick at 19.